that work. What's up, what's up, y'all? What's happening? Everything is Ivy. Man, it's good weather outside, man. Great weather. Palm trees. Um, the wind's blowing. It's it's awesome. I mean, it just feels wonderful. And the good thing is some basketball tonight. Um State Farm Classic up in Naptown. It's dope, man. Some top ten programs. It's a pretty it's a pretty good lineup tonight just to start the season off. You know, a national two national games. We got uh who is it? What's the all day of basketball? What's a full day of basketball? I'm sitting there right Tip now. Tip off marathon. Yep, we're watching little uh Aztecs and uh Utes right now, nineteen eighteen. Who's that kid? Darrell Wright? Yeah, that's uh He's on TV now. That his brother, he plays for the uh, I think he's with the is he with the Heat of the Warriors now, Darrell Wright is. Ah oh, man, he's bounced know, he around. Yeah. yeah. His little brother plays for Utah, is really good at Utah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah fifty five right there, D, yeah. Right? All right, it's a basketball family. That's the thing about sports, man. It's like, you know, you rarely see a guy. I was having a conversation with uh with uh Brian Edwards um the other day. He's a friend of mine. What's the reverse of name dropping? Huh? <laughs> so what's the opposite of name dropping right there? <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend. He's my friend. I, but no one knows who he is but oh, you and yeah. his family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know. Well, Judge Edwards. Everybody knows him as oh, Judge. Okay. He's a judge over in Louisville. He's Judge Edwards, right? That's why I wanted <laughs> to say Brian, you know, just to keep it on the low level. Thankfully, I don't know because I had to be in front of him. Yes, it's a good nah, thing. <laughs> he's a good judge to be in front of, man. He's he's uh, he's smart on crime. So, um, yeah, man, we're having this conversation, and he said we were talking about, you know, this, athletes are not just, like, made, right? It's just, you know, they don't just it's not like you got, you know, a bunch of nerds in your family and then all of a sudden you got an athlete. You know, I mean, cuz you can guess, you could probably bet that it's a 6 foot 9 guy that was walking around Akron, Ohio, killing everybody on the on the outdoor basketball courts back in the 70s or in the 80s. And it was probably LeBron James' dad or his uncle or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not just happenstance that a kid that's six nine and chiseled and they can ball out of this world. It just happens. You know, his parents could have been both like five eight, five nine. Yeah, it's yeah. popped out the one. No one's big <laughs> yeah. kid. It happens. Yeah. It it happens. But the best ones. I mean, you know, just look. Grand Hill, his dad balled. Um, he was football though. He played well, football. A- but athletic. athletic. He's yeah. athletic. He's an athlete. You know this kid, um, the kid, the kid that just, oh, what's the Muslim kid that graduated from UCLA? Well, not graduated, just he just left UCLA. What's his name? Um, Are you talking about Shabazz Muhammad? Muhammad, yeah. yeah. He's like his parents, like they did one of those bionic man things. They he his dad yeah. found an athletic woman <laughs> to mate with and make a super. A super athlete, which I guess it worked. And it happened. I know uh, a group of uh, people that are all related because the same father but different mothers. I don't know if you remember Renato Foster used to play for Louisville. He had a brother that played at Tennessee. They were, of course, they were brothers, same mom, but the same mom had a a kid with, uh, also had Ron Slay as a half brother who was played at Tennessee. Basketball, yeah. Um, There was another one I can't remember. They all had the same dad, uh, same dad, different dads, but same mom. And the the mom was an athlete, and all the dads are mostly athletes for the most part. You were an athlete, and you've got kids. I guess are they future uh, pro bowlers, and so to speak, as well. I mean, you know, hope springs eternal, man. Yeah, you yeah. know, but um, I mean, you know, I think he's athletic. 
He's four. <laughs> well, by four, LeBron was dunking. So right. is, that, is, that the, is that the legend? <laughs> but yeah, man. You by know, four, you Greg like, Oden yeah. looked like he was going on 36 already. So, I mean, he had a beard. And <laughs> oh, another, another one just popped in my head. Jalen Rose, Jimmy Walker. Yeah, yeah. You know. Didn't, he didn't even know his dad for right. the longest time, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and it, it's, yeah. So, I mean, if you look that stuff up. It stuff it happens, man. It's you know it's not an accident that these people are athletes. I don't know. I mean, it's off subject, but no matter. And it might be bad for people running these camps and these skills camps, but you know, man, I, I went to school with a lot of kids and went to camp like every year, every summer, every spring, every fall, and they didn't do a whole lot because you know it doesn't matter if you go to camp and you're five foot two. I remember it was at Michigan. <laughs> you got to grow a little bit. Michigan had the team a couple years ago when they played Louisville in the title game. They had four guys on that roster. Not all of them played, but at least four. Mm. Guys, they were all sons of former uh, Tito Horford, who's yeah. Al Horford's brother, and was on the team. Uh, Joe Dumars' kid was on that team but didn't play. Obviously, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, uh, was on the team. And I'm trying to remember the fourth guy. They had four of them that were all NBA sons. Yeah, I'm not right. blanking for, but then, nonetheless, the point is that you know, obviously, athletes breed athletes. And sounds, we're seeing them it now. Sounds like a chant by Germany in 1940s. It sounds like what well, they, they were know, preaching, but you know, if you stick around long enough, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, 30s and 40s. So, so you're so saying my kids are doomed unless I unless I, like, <laughs> unless, I unless I hit up like uh, Cheryl Swoops or well, something. Yeah, and if you get, if if you holler at Swoops, then you got a shot. You got a chance, especially if it's a no girl. Prayer. If you see if she's a girl, or if you know, I mean, yeah, because Dr. J's daughter, she, yeah. she had a little success in tennis. So really, I guess I think it's just, it's an athletic thing. It doesn't really have to be the same sport. Athletics. Carmelo's daughter was good in basketball, even though he yeah. didn't know it was his daughter until her junior year. But he, she was still pretty good. Cecil Fielder. Yeah, yeah. runs down. Man. It happens. Now the biggest question of the day is. How can you be wearing shorts right now Man. when it is 20 degrees outside? I'm wearing a long sleeve thermal shirt with a coat that's, I mean, thick as I am on to begin with above it. I got <laughs> I got two pairs of socks on right now. Hey. I've got two pairs of pants. I'm cold. I'm I'm like the scene in Cool Runnings when uh, the Jamaican team walks yeah, outside in that's Canada. True. That's how I am. That's you, true. You're more John Candy at this point walking well, outside. I, as long as I got, I've got my hoodie on, man. So as long as I, my upper body is warm, I'm good to go. You are those type of guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, my lower extremities. Are, are, <laughs> you know, I don't really, I don't really get that cold. But yeah, if, if I get I get I shiver like with my arms and stuff like that. I and then that. plus, I went to school. I went to school in Maryland. I went to school with soccer guys, and <laughs> you know those guys they don't wear any clothes, man. And Mar- if, like you know, not that much colder than this. Is yeah. colder than Maryland, isn't it? I yeah, mean. but it's just you know Maryland guys want to be different, and you know because it's kind of plain Jane. We want to be different, so we want to you know we go extreme and and say that we're not cold when we are cold. And, Stuff like that. You know, you're a big soccer guy. USA fell a little uh, flat today. Lost four one to Ireland in the friendly. Uh yeah. I mean, you know, it's we got to get better, man. We we, we got to get. You know, we, it's it's all in the. I went to I went to um I went to um Barcelona like a couple years ago. And nice. They've, they've got like me. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I you know what we we had a layover in Amsterdam too. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it out. I'd have been like, I just trade my Barcelona ticket to this hash bar and then move on. Hey man, it's, it smelled great. Like outside, you just walking, it was just you know, it's the best smelling city in the world. <laughs> besides, um, well, besides Denver. 
Yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> right, right, right now. Seattle's getting up there too, though. <laughs> but now, nah, man, what I was yes, yeah, Seattle, right. What I was saying was, you know, um, in in Barcelona, they've got these, you know, they they get these guys from all over the, all over Europe. Yeah. And they bring them in, and they've got that training facility, and they bring them up as juniors through the soccer program. Oh yeah. And um, you know, that's what they focus on. And then with also with tennis because they play on clay courts a lot. And you know, with Nadal, they've had a lot of success, in in especially in the soccer thing, man. You know, and we've got to get like that. Oh well, you can the go USA's professional. I mean, get like Tony that. Parker was playing professional basketball at thirteen in France. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, big, a bigger good. difference between America and basically the world, especially in other sports where you can be you know thirteen, fourteen. They'll let you play professionally in those countries. Yeah, that's the and thing. They'll put right. you out there, man. I mean, you right. may if not good. Yeah. yeah, you're good enough to they think you can play up and you know improve. It's like when I used to work with little league. We had a you know a ten year old that was that showed potential and showed talent. Right. It does no good to have him play against other ten year olds where he's going to dominate. Maybe it's fun for him. It's fun to yeah. watch. It's fun for dad to, to puff out his chest in the stands amongst his friends and colleagues. Right. But it's best to put him with the twelve year olds. He may not dominate like he is, but you know it's the best way to progress his ability and get him playing better in the long run. You get your skills. I mean, yeah, it's just like being in a classroom. If you got a yeah. kid, if you got a third grader that's reading on a sixth grade level. He's not gonna. You're not. He's not gonna do any good. He or she is not gonna. It's not gonna do them any good reading third grade books. You got to get yeah. sixth, seventh grade books. Push them, and like you said, they'll struggle a bit, but then they'll get acclimated to the system, and then they'll show their potential. I, I, mean, was, you know, I was a sixth grader yeah, reading, reading on a third grade level myself, though. So well, I was the opposite know, of the two. <laughs> man, the struggle's real, man. That's it what is. they say. But I mean, you know, you, you made it, man. Thank you know, thank thank the Lord, and you know. <laughs> Couple, couple, uh, couple twenties to the English teacher. You made it, man. Actually, I, I want to thank the kid Adam that sat next to me that graded our papers that would change my answers so they'd be correct. <laughs> I would have never made it through seventh grade English if it weren't for good old Adam. And I don't remember his last name. I wish I could. It pays to have <laughs> friends, man. I love that philosophy. We'd trade papers next to the guy next to you, and we'd grade each other's papers. I wouldn't have to change his because he was smart. He'd always <laughs> have to change letters and certain that at least look close enough to the right letters. In mind to help me get through that. Otherwise, I would have never passed seventh grade English. I swear. And yeah. Mike comes as shocked anybody's heard me talk, and probably doesn't. Maybe come as much of a surprise. But I, uh, hey. not a very good speller. No, not very. Oh, good well, who that. is? Who well, is? We have, auto, we have auto correct now. <laughs> who needs to spell? Right. That's, yeah. I mean, who, you don't need to count. You don't just spell all that stuff. But what's man? man what's going on? NFL news is big today. What's what's going on with these? Uh, DEA agents checking these NFL that teams, it's been man. it's been day of layoffs what's, in the NFL. The You've deal? got players getting cut randomly. Uh, Legarius Blunt, speaking of Amsterdam, yeah. released now today from the Steelers. Yeah, he's a complainer. He's a whiner. Well, we've all kind of knew that when he's not swinging at uh, innocent yeah. people from Boise. But why did they pick up Ben Tate? Ben Tate's been cut. He's been yeah. He released that. I don't know if they can really cut it, uh, sign him officially today. They may have to go through. Some I thought waivers. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh picking him up. He, they, I'm sure they'll look at him. I mean, it's, uh, but it's the same type of situation, right? They both whine. They both whine about not having any time. Yeah, I, I mean, think, you know, I think Tate was also and, got that money, and they were like, "This isn't worth it." It took 12 games to realize it, which is pretty quick decision by Cleveland, but nonetheless. And I think that I think you know, Blunt Blunt's days were numbered when he couldn't get into the end zone against the Jets the week before last. You know, you gotta. This guy's what 220, 230 pounds. And his main job is to be a human wrecking ball. And, you know, he couldn't get it done against the Jets. And you will complain the next week. The Steelers, man, they don't really 
take too kindly to, to that type of stuff. They don't no distract their team with no you know they don't really like a whole lot of distractions other than Big Ben and his um mis, missteps with women. But they don't. <laughs> but two, two <laughs> Super take, Bowls can make you forget that. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's always everything's performance based, man. Everything is performance based. And uh, but like I said, it's talking about performance based. You had the uh, San Francisco 49ers staff. Uh, we checked at MetLife Stadium after the game uh, against the Giants this week. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They should have really been. Well, I don't know. They, they, I got. You probably should have checked the Redskins since they. Yeah, what happened <laughs> to the Washington Racers this weekend? They, they got checked beat. Checked them for amph- methamphetamine. It's not just playing, but, <laughs> but um, and then also the Seattle Seahawks were spot checked. Um, I guess you checked their Twitter account. They said they were spot checked by the DEA. Is uh you know I guess was if you don't know it's uh the drug enforcement agency <laughs> the DEA who's that I, what's that line man is that uh Scarface the DEA is a known drug dealer I think it was Scarface man I think so if, correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong about that call me man five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. But yeah, man, you know the NFL. What came as NFL the biggest there. surprise to you today? Of the three of the three stories I'll throw out there: one, Ben Tate getting cut; two, Legarius Blunt getting cut; or three, the NFL standing behind the uh, discipline of Adrian Peterson, suspending him for not, not only for the rest of the year, but now without pay for the rest of the year. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't. The biggest surprise. You probably could see all three of them happening. You know, I don't know. Especially Blunt. You know, it was going to yeah. happen eventually. With Blunt, yeah, it was going to happen. He's whining. And, you know, especially, you know, Bell just had a great night. But here's the thing. Doesn't that always come and bite you? Because you know how we got, what, seven games left, six, seven games left in the season. And you hate to say it, but, I mean, you know, an injury is just around the corner, man. So you you, you want to have – you would think, you know, you hate to say, you hate to think, but it's a real possibility. You're, you're running this guy 20, 30 times a game in, in Le'Veon Bell, who had a great night, one of the best running backs in the league. But you always want to have a safety valve, and I don't know who they, you know, who's who's the second guy after Bell. They're going to solely depend on Bell. I mean, right now it's clicking. You got Antonio Brown, he's clicking. Heath Miller. Uh, who's uh, Martavius Bennett? There's names Bennett? out there they could. I mean, Ben Tate's now officially out there. I know yeah. Michael Bush is still needing of a job, the former Louisville Cardinal, for some reason. It's kind of surprised no one's actually picked him up just to, as a third stringer, anyway. He's, but but he's like a he's like a you know he's a great back. He's great back in college. But he's like a throwback back though. Man, he does a decent. You know? He's not bad at. He's got decent pass coverage. He does a good job catching hands out of the backfield, so he can give you some third down abilities. Yeah, as a third back. Yeah, it's third back. Third uh, back. So it is surprising to me, though. I mean, the yeah. Ben Tate didn't shot in order. One Blunt was not the biggest surprise because it's it's Ladarius. Anytime Ladarius Blunt does something stupid enough to get cut, doesn't shock me anymore whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I know I, my my short term memory remembers far back enough to his college days not be surprised at that. Tate, probably secondly surprising because, for the most part, it's Cleveland. I mean, come on. Cleveland has made dra- rapid decisions and without being patient many a times. And look at the fact that they've taken so many quarterbacks in the first round, which is maybe two years between the gaps. They don't have any patience. And apparently the fact even though they gave Ben Tate that much money, 
They didn't have any patience, and they have the room to cut him because Isaiah Crowell clearly, along with uh, West, have been the two best running backs on that roster. But the piece didn't surprise me because I didn't think he was – I thought he was going to get the time served. I was kind of really expecting him, even though my fantasy season's over now and it doesn't matter if he comes back. It's hurt me enough all year. But I thought he would be at least eligible to come back. Now, whether a team would sign him or not, i.e. like a Ray Rice situation, was up in the air. But I was surprised they gave him a year – the rest of the suspension – Plus, without the pay. That kind of surprised me. I thought it was, I don't want to say harsh, but it is kind of harsh because I'm a little, I'm pro-spanking, but even though I'm not pro-beating your kid. but Pro-spanking. I'm pro-spanking. Trevor's pro-spanking. Hey, listen, I, I got spanked. But Trevor, how, you, get me out of trouble. You can't really say, I mean, you don't have any kids, right? Not so that I know of. You're pro-spanking of, we're talking about juveniles here, right? Well, we're. Kids. Yeah. I would if I had kids, I would spank them if they okay. were. I'm not putting them in timeout. I mean, timeout people, doesn't do nothing. Certain people are pro spanking. Have you spanked your kids? Huh? You don't, I, do I spank my kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you kids. Just, listen, kid. Uh, I thought you were talking about women though. You said it's pro spanking. No, I don't mean that. Oh. Well, I'm cool for that too. If she's oh, okay. if she is, I am. If she's down with but, it. You know, either way. <laughs> hey, listen. You want to take a swipe at me? I don't care. I'm just lucky to get laid. <laughs> but nonetheless, I was kind of surprised that Peterson got the your suspension. I mean, he'd already pretty much done. <laughs> A 12-week sentence because of the uh, situation. Now he's been found innocent in some ways. I'm surprised the NFL didn't say, hey, okay, you're reinstated now after week 12. I'm surprised they would stick to their guns as harshly as they are. And now it's, of course, coming up. He's not the only one. Dwight Howard's now dealing with some issues of spanking his own kids down in Florida. Well, you know what? Um, I, I think it's a PR move. I think oh, it's clearly. I clearly a PR move. Um, because it's not like the Vikings, you know, and the Vikings were like, okay, we'll take it. They haven't really complained a whole lot about it, even though they should because they need all the help that they can get. But um, I, it was it's a PR move. I mean, in, in the climate, you know, you you put Ray Rice out. You gotta you gotta do the same thing with um with um with uh, what's his name, Adrian Peterson. But I'm I mean, you know, in the over in the bigger picture, the overall picture. I'm not a huge fan. I've said it before. I'm not a huge fan of penalizing somebody um, and, and taking away somebody's livelihood, and that's basically what they're doing. And and, and people say, ah, it's a, it's a privilege to play in And no, it's not. It's not a privilege to play in the NFL. It's a privilege to play high school football because it's like, you know, anybody who comes out can probably get a pair of pads as long as they have enough, and you don't have to play. But – if you have enough talent to play in the NFL, you deserve to be in the NFL. Um, it's not a privilege, you know. It's you know they don't give out NFL. They don't give out the money. You earn the money. So if this guy has earned the right to play, he's t- taking care of his situation in the justice system. And the people that really matter in the justice system, they said, "Look, we looked at all this evidence. Um, we'll, we'll cut you a deal. No time." As a matter of fact, you don't even get, you don't even have to plead to anything that resembles anything about. There's nothing about child abuse, nothing of that mentioned, and the NFL takes this stance. I think it's, um, I, I think it's, I think it's bogus. I think that it's, um, it, it's disingenuous, and I think it's intrusive, and it's, it's wrong. I think it's just wrong. Now, from a legal standpoint, because you are the, the great lawyer that you are, screw the heavy hitter. The great lawyer. That's you, right. You are the one I call yeah, when I, I'm, I'm in trouble, too. On a legal standpoint, when he does try to appeal this, 
how much leg does he have to lean on in the appeal side of it? Because it, now it's now it's down to legal, and now it's down to legal action because he's. It's like you just said. It's taking away his livelihood. He has right. a legal stand, legal aid to somewhat at least come with an appeal. Well, and does, is it worth though to come at the NFL with the appeal? I mean, do you want to kind of get that mark? Because you don't want to get blackballed. You don't want to get that. You don't want to tick off that's, anybody. Is, is that's it? Is it the thing? Is the juice worth the squeeze? As I like is to the say, the juice worth the squeeze. I mean, yeah, because right, you know, you you. You're still in. You got to do this stuff within the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. Everybody's got to do it, and then you then you get into national labor relations law, national labor relations board, which governs the union. Which you know the union can appeal and do all this other type of stuff and maneuver. But yeah, when it comes down to it, it's you against the NFL. And if you it's win you your appeal, you're probably taking off Roger Goodell a little bit. You're making well, yeah. him put some egg on his face. I mean, you see, you you see it time and time and again. Because people, I mean, it's just like Ray Rice. Ray Rice is kind of taking, he could have taken to the airwaves and things like that. People take their punishment. History has shown to us that people just take their punishment. Michael Vick took his punishment. Um, excuse me. It's a short-term American memory. Everyone yeah. forgives and forgets. They love and comeback they even, stories. Michael Vick was even quoted as saying, you know, Peterson and, uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Peterson and Ray Rice need to speak out. About you know against uh, abuse and and domestic stuff and things like that, which they should do, yeah. and I'm I'm sure they will do in time because you don't really I don't think right now is like you know the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, Ray Rice doing it now <laughs> makes it look like he's being forced to do right. it. It looks kind of right. cheesy. Yeah, you don't want to. But 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 uh, you know, people take. I mean, what other choice? What other choice did you have? What other choice do you have? This is the only, and this is the thing with the NFL. The NFL holds all the cards because where else can you play? It's not basketball, soccer, baseball. You can't go overseas and make the amount, the hey, amount of money. Don't disrespect the CFL in Canada, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, people. Or 68 teams are called Rough Riders. People, the Rough Riders. <laughs> People have gone. People have gone over there. I mean, Ocho Cinco is over there now. I mean, he, he just it's in a you're into oblivion. It's a different game. He's working at Tim Hortons though. He ain't even playing. You know, it's different. It's a different game. It's a different style, and it's not it's not American football. So you know, it's they've got a monopoly on this thing, and you have to pretty much take what you can get. And it's a shame, but hey, that's that's the nature of the business, man. And I think that they're taking full advantage of that. Is there a difference in, in his in his helping out with in terms of the legal side of it? Because you mentioned the the labor laws, but I guess the NFL would have to adjust to federal labor laws because if you are as a player, you're technically playing in numerous states, right? So you can't uh, go to a the a, a labor law that, that stands in the state of Minnesota because, for all you know, in week fifteen, I don't know their schedule in front of me, they could be playing in, in Buffalo, which would abide by a New York labor law opposed to Minnesota. So I would think they would have to lean towards a federal labor laws in terms of this appeal and his trying to get this suspension pulled away, I would think. And that would be more favorable for him. I would think the federal labor laws would be a little more lenient in individual states, would they not? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it all goes, it all fun, falls under the National Labor Relations Act. Okay. Yeah, it all falls under that. I mean, any union falls under that. I mean, and they're, they're the, the governing body. And but I and I'm I don't know the exact uh, steps that you have to take, um, but I mean I, th I know Goodell the NFL had said that Adrian Peterson missed a mandatory meeting or fi filing 
he was supposed to give. They always say that they don't give all the information. And that's what they were saying about this. He didn't. He wasn't forthright. He wasn't forthcoming. And I'm like, hey man, the the criminal stuff is over with. Yeah, he's you know he, he's he, he's a free guy. So, but it's one of those things. You know, it, it's not like it's not like you work. You know, he's working for uh, he's working for Microsoft, <laughs> and you know, I don't know who uh, who's uh, who's the competitor. Apple, or Apple, yeah, knows, I guess, whatever. yeah. You know, and Apple could come pick him up. He's not in that type of business. They pretty much he's, got a monopoly on everyone anyway. Yeah, he's a world, he's the world, he's a world class athlete. But he's just got, he's got one arena, and that's the NFL to play in. So he's, you know, he's 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 pigeonholed. That being said, if you were Adrian Peterson, would you appeal or would you take the suspension and not try to? fight back against the hand that somewhat feeds you and can be somewhat temperamental like a woman, you know, like woman. six months pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a woman, period, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> I love, I love women. Nice I, love, I love women. There's a reason why I'm women, 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 women. I love women. Um, yeah, I do too. They just don't love me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. There's somebody out there for you, man. Yes. Somebody out there for you. Anybody, you know, just get get your money up, Trevor. Yeah, man. but um, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> get your money up, man. Backpage.com, man. But um, look, man. Um, I I don't know. He's probably six games. Go ahead and take it. Which, because so if you were him, you would take it. I think that if I'm correct, if you his whole thing. I mean, to be honest with you, the whole thing is the money thing, man. Well, he got paid for the first twelve games anyway. Yeah. If you appeal, I think if you appeal, you can get paid through the appeal process. So if he appeals, he's good to go. Is it worth that kind of? I mean, I'm, I'm listen. I know you're talking millions of dollars. I get that. Appeal. But you're a guy who already has millions of dollars. Do you really need a third ivory back scratcher to get paid the last six weeks of the hey, season? Man, look, how much is enough, man? I mean, I, I guess mean, when you got six they, kids running around contract. with six moms, you need more you're money. You're going to need more money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You're going to need more money. That child support order doesn't change. Yeah, baby mama wants some extra cheese yeah. on her Whopper. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. Purses, purses, purses. <laughs> they want some Louboutins and uh, yeah. they want handbags, man. That's what these these women want, handbags, Trevor. Oh, you're, you're preaching. I listen, I've got a they friend want, of mine who's wife is obsessed with the purses. Uh uh, uh, Never said you could have a four dollar purse and have two hundred dollars inside of it. I don't get that. I just Moschino, <laughs> Gucci I'm, I'm talking and, old school Gucci, uh, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. I, mean, I don't even yeah. know these things, man. There's a bag that's the bag Prada. that you buy the Louis Vuitton person is almost as valuable as the actual purse yeah. you bought. I mean, I got yelled yeah. at for throwing out a Louis Vuitton bag at my buddy's house. His wife just well, went, like the hey, bag that it oh, comes yeah. in. Yeah, like the, the, the bag. Yeah, you just the paper bag with the. <laughs> oh yeah, they got, got, got to look. Tri- come on, man. on me. I come was like, on, what did man. I do? Look, man, you got to do it. Look, I mean, you, everybody. It's just like going to the club. It's like going to the club. You don't. You don't I look like a club. Guy. When you finish, <laughs> when you finish drinking, Trevor. You know when you finish drinking your bottle of Ace of Spades or um your Cristal. Or whatever's yeah. hot. I don't even know what rose. What's ever uh, popular nowadays? Yeah, Ro- out of, yeah man. Who knows? Ro- dating rose, Ro- Bel Air rose. You can't just you can't just put the bottle in the trash or put it on the table. You have to walk around with the bottle, Trevor, because everybody has to know that you have been drinking this product. Me, I just grab the bottle out of the trash and walk around, make people think I purchased. And it. if you're really a, if you're really a baller, you just shake it up. Or either you drink some and spit it out because that's just you're spitting out currency, and you can do that because you ball. 
Um, thank you, Adam Pac-Man Jones, for how yes. to make it rain. <laughs> Just throw it up, burn it, man. We're Just learning, burn it. Learning new things. That listen, if you so if you out there, guys, and you're trying to impress the ladies, just take notes right now. In the last twenty minutes of our show, we ki- hey, we're dropping <laughs> jewels, man. We're dropping jewels, and we will be right back after these messages to drop more jewels out of bounds. What's up, what's up, baby? We're back, out of bounds. You know what time it is. Today is a special edition because we're 5 to 7 today. We got a uh, WKU Minnesota game afterwards. As Trevor says, Minnesota. So shout out to Fred Lawrence out there in Minnesota. Hopefully uh, Rick Pitino can get some things done out there, man. But um, Rick Pitino Jr., excuse me. Back Richard fresh. Patino. Richard? Is it Richard? Richard, yeah. Okay, Richard. I'm sorry. Richard Patino Jr. Straight back from Puerto Rico. Black people. But um, look, man. Um, we're talking, we left you talking about what were we talking about? Prada bags? Gucci bags? <laughs> Mixed with the NFL a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of Gucci bags, I know you already heard it. Mike Stanton or Giancarlo Stanton, whatever he's going to be called this year. I don't know if he's going to change his name back or or, or whatever. Um, but everybody saw the 13-year, $325 million deal. Actually, it's it's a big, it's a huge deal for the numbers, but the per-year number, Miguel Cabrera's numbers, that's a better better contract. Because you know he make Miguel Cabrera is making more money per year, and I think he's probably a better producer, a bigger producer from Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton's a two hundred and seventy hitter, man. I mean, he's good. He gets hurt. Um, I guess. I guess maybe this is saying saying that um saying that um he's you know the Marlins, the Florida Marlins, are real about winning, but. Maybe, maybe you could say whatever. But apparently, this thing is like backloaded, man. This thing is a backloaded deal. This is like the Steve Young contract he got from the USFL. <laughs> $40 million over 40 years. <laughs> or was the member Magic? Remember Magic signed the $25 million over 25, 25 years? Yeah. yeah. But that was like, yeah, because at the time, that was a huge that was a huge contract. Oh, yeah. And um, But on this thing, he's got an opt-out clause, which you probably won't use. But um, you know that's what they're saying. But who knows? Down you know six seven years down the line, he can he can opt out. What two thousand? I think in two thousand twenty one or two thousand twenty two. It's a three hundred and twenty five million dollar contract. He'll make thirty million in the first three years. The last three years of the deals, which includes that's the, the opt out, yeah, that's what the money. He'll make seventy seven million. Yeah, in two thousand eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, or two thousand eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah. 
I mean, re- yeah. I mean, so the last seven is like where the meat of the contract yeah. is. When they, so, so they can cut him before he's right. doing it. So that's a smart, you know, it's a smart thing. And that's the thing about these contracts, man. They look huge to, to, to normal people like us. They look huge, and it's like, oh, wow, you know, these contracts are huge. But the money, I mean, really, when people say this, the money's not real. The money, I mean, and it's really the truth. The money's not real because you don't see a lot of that money you'll never see. You know, you'll get that money initially. You'll get the the upfront money, the signing or whatever, you know, the the guaranteed money. But a lot of that money, like like Trevor just said, they'll cut you. Something will happen. They'll trade you. You know, you won't have to get paid that money. Man. Well, it's funny you said the, la- the latter of the, the excuses to get rid of them to trade. This is actually a no-trade clause I read in this contract. The first ever no-trade clause into a contract under the Marlins ownership of Jeff Lurea. Wow. Who has uh, initially been known of a guy to give big money, win, and then trade your players. He's done it, I don't know how many times, and we can name it many a names to begin with in both his World Series title teams, both were teams that he paid tons of money to bring in and then just basically fire sold them out the door as soon as they won a ring. So this is something he won't be able to do. I mean, Stanton now has that no trade clause. So he can say, listen, I don't want to – I'm going to stay here. You're going to have to cut me. And I'm sure if there, there's probably a buyout involved in the deal where at the moment if they do buy out and don't want to pay those last three years, regardless, the Marlins are probably pretty much linked to at least $107 million of this $325 million. And how old is Stanton? Like 25, 26? Uh, he's a young guy. Yeah, he. I would think he'd have to be. I mean, why would yeah. you give a 13-year deal to a guy in his 30s? I mean, unless you're yeah, Alex probably, Rodriguez and the Yankees. He's probably about 24, 25. And, and, and you know, and, and, and unless – yeah, he's probably not going to opt out unless he's, like, got some huge numbers and can get more money. But he, I, he probably won't. He'd be 31 at the end of the contract. So he's in his early 20s. Okay, so he's so a young he, guy. And, and, or he could walk a, away and become a free agent again. Man. Okay. He hits the ball a mile, man. You know, and he's got. They obviously the Marlins believe he's got tremendous upside, and he's obviously the franchise guy. So, hey, do it, do it, man. If you can demand that type of money yep. at this at this Why age, not? go ahead and do it. And if you want to lock this guy up that bad, lock him up, and um, you know, build around him, and let and let's get it done. I mean, he's the face of the franchise. Obviously, it's a great place, Miami. He's um he's he's of Hispanic descent. Um and is I don't know if he's Cuban, but um I mean is he Cuban Dominican I don't know. I'm laughing because he's but the face of a franchise that no one knows what any of the players look like. That's what he pretty much. Hey, is. He's the face. They'll know now. He's the face of a franchise that no one watches, well, including their own city. I remember. I remember when they did. Um, they had a special on like Showtime or HBO about the Marlins. They did the kind of the think, hard um, knocks version yeah. of the ba- yeah, which I, it was pretty interesting. I know? didn't really watch it, but I know what you're talking a, about. You know, they were doing some deals. They were trying to get some stuff done. They had a great lineup, and they were supposed to do something, and they didn't. I think they had at the time Jose Reyes. Well, that was the, the year um, that they made that trade with Toronto, wasn't it, where they sent all the players to Toronto for prospects? And yeah. Then, which and these were the young guys that were supposed to come through and for them. They've got the new stadium opening up. They're no longer yeah. the Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins. They're going to change their name. Right. You know. It's a great stadium. Yeah. I, it's empty, though. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's, empty. A, it's a great stadium. I'd like to see what it looks like when it's half full, at least. I, I went there two years ago, and they were giving away tickets to, like, if you were ever in the in the military. That's like, it. You know, that, that's yeah. like the not even the the, the brink <laughs> was, of the uh, things they were giving away. That We were making fun of this yeah. last year on our my show. Where we talked about just some of the fun ways they were giving away tickets. I think radio stations were just giving them away. 
I have a friend that works in Radio Miami, and he said there'd be there were stacks of Marlins tickets in their offices because they just couldn't get them. Nobody even wanted them. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's the worst thing about it. It's not, not you're not selling; you just can't even give away a ticket. That's when yeah. you know you've reached but, a, a almost a bottom low. Well, but no, you know, it's Miami. It's Miami, right? Right. I was just about to say. I mean, you got so many they, during baseball season. You have so many entertainment options. They didn't show up to the Heat games until LeBron yeah. got there anyway. And, and so that, that doesn't mean it. Yeah, it doesn't mean a whole hill of beans, man. Um, you know, it it it, uh, it 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 doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't mean a whole bunch. I mean, it's a, mean it's a football bunch. city. It's I mean, a football it's a, city, and it's a college football city nonetheless. Really, right. more my hurricane and dolphins, right. really, to right. some it's, degrees. I mean, but it's a it's an outdoor, have fun city, and this stadium because of obviously because of the hurricane, I guess you can't have. <laughs> I mean, just imagine that you live in one of the most beautiful places in the world, and you have an indoor baseball stadium. That's crazy to me, but you know, and 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 it doesn't even the roof doesn't even open up, but um. Hey, it is what it is, and you know you, you do anything you can to get some butts in the seats. But you have the bottom of the bottom line is you have to have a you have to put a winning product on the field, and Miami's trying to do it, and hopefully they'll be able to do it, man. Hopefully, you know, get cracking in tubs in there and and do some promo stuff and, and get people and keep people looking. And I'm just looking at I'm looking at this ticker, Trevor, and 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 uh, I think I don't know I think it's an arbitrator. Somebody ruled that. Yeah, as long as Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson can stay on the commissioner's exempt list and still get paid as long as he appeals. And I don't blame him. Appeal it, man. Appeal it. So now he's just appealing. He, he, get he's, your money. Is he appealing no, to get money or to actually get on the field? It's money, baby. It's money. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all, I mean, Trev, come on, man. I mean, how many millions is enough? You gotta have. You gotta get them, man. It's addictive, man. All right, Scrooge McDuck, tell me all about it's how many millions man. is enough. Hold look, my man, first I got, time. Look, I like to collect. Uh, I like to collect pennies, man. And how many pennies is enough? It's never enough, man. But it's only enough. Don't you like? Don't you know James Bond? It's the not enough not because enough, you're walking man. around with bottles of liquor that you're just spitting out everywhere for ten thousand dollars a bottle. That's one reason. <laughs> that's one reason. When you got five or six, it's a business decision. When you have five or six kids, it's never enough. You got to keep that money train going, man. <laughs> because those kids, especially when it's five or six moms too on top of yeah, it. In certain eighteen cases. can't come soon enough. He's <laughs> <Yeah>, like, <laughs> like gold digger with Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, gold. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, okay, one, two kids. The the lady, the girl. You know, you can you can blame it on the lady, but five or six. You know, you you, you got to take some all that money. You blame. think you could have bought a box of condoms yeah. <laughs> or mean, at least some birth know, control or something? Something, man. I mean, look, man. You, you had to you had to call. Hey, if I'm making that much money, if I have a baby that I don't want. You gonna you gonna have to call him Hercules, man. There's no way in the world he's. I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing steel radio condoms, man. <laughs> On a side note, you, we talk about to kind of backtrack a little bit to my that. to Miami. Uh, you talk about the bandwagon city that is. You you're you're pretty much a good traveler. You mentioned Barcelona. You, hell, you went all the way to Seattle to watch those Cowboys play. Seattle. Uh, you you you've traveled time. around a lot. Is where would Miami rank? I've always had them maybe top three in this discussion that I've had before, but where would you rank Miami amongst your biggest bandwagon cities in sports? Oh. Man, are oh, you talking about like the heat? Of the, of the fan, no, of, the, of a city whose fan base only shows up when they're winning and sometimes <laughs> doesn't even show up in full force there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, but here's the deal. Because like Seattle, Seattle, they're gonna they show up to Seahawks games if they suck or not. That's I like Seattle. I think Seattle's yeah. a pretty good fan. Seattle's city. got a solid fan base. Miami, you can see it. Doesn't <laughs> Miami? No, because just because of what we said. 
They, there are too many entertainment options. If you live in a city, like just say for instance, like L.A., if L.A. Another did not one. have the superstars, that came, the movie stars that came, to, I mean, they probably give those seats away to those guys. If Denzel wasn't sitting in the front row, if Jack Nicholson, uh, Diane Cannon back in the day, if they weren't sitting in the nice front bull, row, by the way. then, you know, they, you, don't, you don't get to see, you don't see half the people there. I mean, it wasn't just, I mean, it was literally showtime, right? So you come, yeah. you come, to, see, you come to see Magic in those guys. But then, you, well, you, or Shaq, or, or now Kobe. But you come to, most. You come to see Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock. You come to see those guys. And a better example of that is no one but Billy Crystal was showing up to Clipper games until they were good. Now and, everyone's yeah, all, Darryl, I like the Clippers. Clipper down. Yeah, Clipper down. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, the only thing I ever saw support for Clippers was when on a, on a random note on a Fresh Prince episode where Santa Claus showed up and started giving away Clipper outfits. <laughs> and he said he couldn't get rid of them. He had a store, a warehouse full of them in Fresh Prince. Yeah, and I, got a Clipper I, jumpsuit. The only, yeah, the only reason you have the Clippers is is because like you wanted to be different. I bought a Clippers hat back in the day because I wanted to be different. I always liked the Clipper just like to have the old school script. I always liked yeah, that anyway. It was but. cool. It was unique. So, it, so it L.A., Miami. You have there's one city LA, I've got Miami. in my back of my head that I haven't heard you mention yet. That's I've always put up there as maybe the most bandwagon what, city. New York? No, not oh. New York. Because New York shows up. They might they show up and boo you, but they show up for the most yeah. part for games. Yeah. They may you may not want them to show up when it gets comes done, <laughs> like like Philly in some areas, but they do right. show up. I think uh, to me, number one and actually ahead of L.A. Miami has always been Atlanta. That's a town, and and Atlanta's yeah. of, the, of the two you mentioned. While it does offer a lot in Atlanta, I've been to Atlanta numerous times, more than a handful, dozen times. And there's a lot to do in Atlanta. It doesn't have the same pool that the excuse ha- would have in Miami and LA. That oh, well, there's it's you know there's the beach, there's women out here, there's this, yeah. there's that, there's clubs. Atlanta's got some of those things, but doesn't have it the same, at least especially in the weather wise. Yeah, that Atlanta's Miami like LA. a wannabe bougie town, and they don't even show up to game. I mean, they don't even hell, they don't even sell up Braves playoff games sometimes anymore. But do you know how? Do you realize how hard it is to get to anywhere in Atlanta? Oh, it's a pain in the. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. I've been, I've, I've been there. I've, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm fully aware. I've driven to saying? Atlanta many so times. Like, you got to you got to leave a day early to get anywhere in Atlanta, man. I, I was so, late to the Final Four in 2013 Wichita State and uh, Louisville game because of traffic and getting yeah. into the George Dome. It's I was ridiculous. I was five minutes late to the game and I left. It's ridiculous. It's hour and a half the before the game started. It's worse than Spaghetti Junction, folks. But so it's like, but it's sad because I mean, there's examples. I went to saw the Hawks and Magic a few years back in the second round of a playoff game, and I didn't have tickets. I happened to be in Atlanta for for whatever reasons. And I just decided, me and the, the, the person I was visiting, we were like, you know, let's go see if we can go to game. We walked up to Will. We didn't even go to Wilco. We walked up to the front office, second round game, and bought tickets like mid-level and walked right in. Now, the Hawks ended up getting beat by 50 that game, but the, you know, the, the Hawks fans didn't know that was going to happen. I went and saw the, the Saints and Falcons on Monday Night Football about four years ago and got tickets in that 30 minutes before the game. How many years ago? About three or four. It was Matt oh. Ryan versus Drew Brees, and it was first oh, place on the line. That. You can't do that now. Oh, I disagree. I don't think I disagree. You can you walk up to Atlanta game and walk in. Just get tickets five minutes for the game. I don't, that's, that's, I don't know, Trev. Because Atlanta I, fans just don't care about sports. They're, they're big football. I think they're more of a football town. I mean, it's down south, so they're more. Not, the there Hawks. Is. The Hawks, yeah, but the, oh, the it's, it's bad how much little support they gave the Hawks. Hell, the, the, the it's so bad the owners though, claiming to be racist just so they can big. sell them. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I think football though. I think football, they support a lot of football. Because they we, went, we went, and, and and it might just you know when they played the Cowboys like two years ago in the in the Georgia Dome, 
It was live, man. And this, but this was Monday Night was Football, live. and I got decent tickets. And thirty minutes before the game, just walked up and bought tickets. I was up a little bit upper level, but in football, really, there's no bad seats. Almost times in football and NFL, you can be upper level. In a football oh yeah, game. yeah I, mean, I like being know, able yeah. to see the whole field anyway. It's nice to be down there and be cool, yeah. close to the game. But I personally myself like to be kind of up higher up in uh, in football games because you can see the whole field and see everything progress. That is true. That is true. But, yeah, you want to be like yeah. And it, but it wasn't still wasn't sold high. out. It, it it made me just all my experiences. Atlanta might be one of the. And with the Braves, I'll give them an excuse because at that point they weren't it's selling out playoff games. Yeah. And, you know, they'd seen the Braves choke about 12 dozen times before that. So they were like, you know, full of us once, full of, you know, shame on me, full of us 12 times in a row in the NFC, in, you know, in the NLC, a championship game, shame on us. So they decided to quit showing up. It was baseball, it, too. It still man. ranks up there. Yeah, like what? How many games? 60 home games in baseball? Most underrated sports fans, NBA's Pacific fan base Golden State, okay. Sacramento, Seattle. Uh, Portland, there's one that West Coast loves their NBA and they will support it no matter how bad they're winning or losing. And that's one thing I've always given love for, even you know, for that that side of the coast. They love their NBA and they show up in full drones whether they're yeah. winning. And for the most part, they're not winning. Look at Golden State and Sacramento and Portland. Even for the most part, uh, over the last twenty years, been pretty bad basketball. But yeah, well, they've they had. Out. I mean, they've had some runs though. I mean, back in the day, they'll have Rip City. Yeah, they had. They that, had that's some early nineties. Yeah. Sacramento had the little run ago. with Chris Webber, the three year run. Golden State's in their current yeah. run now. But even Golden State went to one playoff in seventeen years. Yet they sold out. I think fifteen of those seventeen years on a regular basis. That's that says a lot about your fan base. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, but that's the only game in town. Sure, again, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's true, and it's not. It's not. You know, you don't got. You don't. You don't have a lot of uh, big time colleges out that way. Big no. time. Not a lot of big time college basketball. Yeah, in Oakland, San Francisco you know? area. You got. I mean, obviously the Niners. In the and major the cities like Atlanta, New York, uh, L.A., um, Miami. It's it's a bunch. You know, it's just a bunch of stuff to do, man. It's a, it's just a whole lot to do. You get. You know. You have. You have a playoff game at the same night. You'll have uh, Prince playing at. Uh, Madison Square Garden or something <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's you always ever seen something Prince to concert? do, man. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him. Um, at, what was that place in Chicago? The uh, United Center. United Center. Okay. Yeah, he was cold, man. Cold. How blooded. long did he play for? <sighs> he, he he played a minute. He played a long time. I mean, it's it's, be, it was just like forever for him to get on stage. I've heard some stories about Prince Gee, regarding his punctuality. Yeah, but I mean, you know, once it's like once you get on there, you forget it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's Prince, man. It's got to be kind of difficult, be hard because I, I'm, I like Tom Petty, big Tom Petty fan. Tom Petty's cold. Got yeah. such a big repertoire of songs. I've seen him yeah, twice. That's the thing. And there's always going to be songs you're going to walk away that's going. It was thing. a great concert. He played for two hours, but, but he didn't play yeah, this. He didn't yeah. play that. Yeah. It's kind of hard for a guy to have that many great songs. And Those Prince guys, you got to see them like four or five yeah. times. Yep, Prince that's is what you right in that do. same category to but me. But see, at, what happened at, at the United Center? He, he did like. A week at the United Center. He did, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I he, can did, see it. he did a bunch of dates, and um, you know, had some guests come in, and you know, and, and 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 so he was, you know, yeah. I was like, I went to one show, and I had a friend of mine, and went to the show before. He's like, oh man, did you hear? Uh, he did Little Red Corvette. I'm like, ah oh, man, he didn't do. He did Raspberry Beret. This song, both good concert. songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So I, you can't really complain, but but say, you know, oh, I wish I would have heard that one. But, I mean, you know, it's Prince, man. You just want to be in the place. Favorite Prince song? Favorite Prince? Oh, man. I don't know. so many. I don't know, man. I like, uh, what's that one he did with Rosie Gaines? Uh, mm, nothing that, compares. He did the one. Yeah, nothing I, compares. It's cold. I like the way he did it better than 
Who was it? Sinead O'Connor? I thought, like no, his, that's a comparison to you, yeah. I thought you were going to maybe go maybe some uh, – some mainstream when doves cry, maybe. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, My I, brother's I, a huge Prince fan. He could tell you, like, all that stuff. That I, I was still. PG, all that. I even liked the old uh, New Gen, New uh, Revolution, or whatever it was called, that early 90s stuff with yeah. uh, Get, uh, get oh, Off, get off and, yeah. uh, which is a good song, a little more yeah. risque. Cream but, and all that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diamonds and Pearls. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, man, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, wait, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's Prince, man. It's Prince. You know, what, what, can, what can you. Raspberry yeah. Beret might be my, my, you can call it mainstream, but that might be one of my favorites, So Raspberry Beret is dope. Yeah. It's a dope little song. Ra- that and Little Ray Corvette are probably 1A and 1B for me. I yeah. do love them both. I mean, you know, you, you can't go wrong, man. You can't get much of a better line than he's got a pocket full of Trojans, horses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know. It was Saturday night and everything was all right. That's right. <laughs> well, you got to lose. But look, this is what you do. Don't lose our dial tone or whatever it is, whatever we are, 1450, man. Don't lose it, man. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Out of bounds. What's up, what's up, man? Hey, we're talking about Prince, so we might as well bring some Prince in here. Some live Prince. This is from January 30th, 1982 at the Capitol Theater. Is that in Washington? Capitol? I don't know. It's probably a bunch of Capitol. I'm sure there is. (laughs) Well, Prince is hard to find. You know, you'd be surprised, but uh, I usually use Spotify for our music, and he has tons of songs on Spotify. But Prince is kind of hard to find because he's kind of a stickler about letting his music be out there. You notice you, almost anybody, you can go to YouTube and find their song, whether it be their video or some kind of version. Yeah. Prince is a tough one to find on YouTube because he, he makes sure to find Because he owns his stuff, man. Yeah, he makes sure to get it not cool. on there. Which is dope. The best Prince story I ever heard was uh, I'm a huge, huge man crush on Kevin Smith, the director, writer, actor, so on and so forth. He did a, he did a Q&A one time up in Indiana, and it was turned into a DVD, which is the version I saw of it. And he talked about doing a documentary for Prince, and he said that he was, you know, just in awe, you know, even as a celebrity to be able to work with Prince because it's, I mean, it's Prince. I mean, come on. And he said one of the best stories he told in it was when he was talking to Prince's uh, publicist about Prince not realizing at that point, especially in his career, how big he was, that you can tell him no for things. And the example she gave was that Prince at three in the morning wakes up in Minnesota and wants a camel. He doesn't understand why he can't get a camel. He's been, to quote her, he's been living in Prince Land a little too long sometimes. Yeah, Paisley Park. Yeah. But check it, man. Look, man. Speaking of Prince and speaking of uh, big time guys, RG3, okay? He's my friend. I've got a friend 
Speaking of the way you say non-name dropping, we got we've got a friend, the opposite of Leroy Shadrick Henry, the opposite of name dropping, who's a huge Washington Redskins fan. I've got another friend, Courtney Cumberbatch. He's from Trinidad. He's a huge Washington Redskins fan. RG three gave his press conference yesterday, day before, whatever. I don't remember because it was a snow day here. So he goes. If you want to look back at good teams in this league, great quarterbacks, the Peyton Mannings, the Aaron Rodgers, those guys don't play well if their guys don't play well. This is a quote from RG3, Robert Griffin III, Mr. Subway, Mr. USAA Insurance. I like Geico myself, but Mr. USAA Insurance. And I like that commercial too because Roger Staubach is in it. So, But then Jay Gruden, the rookie coach, Ex uh, superstar of the league, what is it? The I don't know the Arena, Arena. Football League uh, and former Louisville starting quarterback too. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the starting quarterback for two years at U of L in the late eighties. Okay, everybody wants. That's that's like a that's like. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. So anyway, we well, are in Louisville Jay, somewhat. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Man. It's like I mean, come on, man. We're not in the Orlando Predators. Uh, yeah, time there, zone. there we go. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, people. I think more people in Orlando know Jay Gruden yeah. than Jay, people don't even know Jay Gruden went to Louisville. <laughs> but um, and those are Louisville fans, uh, quote unquote. It, but um, bad time so in football. <laughs> Jay Gruden goes. You know, he's he, he what he does. He does his best imitation of his brother. Uh, Chucky and breaks down uh, breaks down the film of Robert Griffin right at his press conference. So, you know, some people say, "Hey, Robert Griffin III threw everybody under the bus." Then they say, "Hey, Jay Gruden, you know, he brought him back down to earth." Um, they would say, "I heard somebody say <laughs> Robert, Robert Griffin III's got more commercials this year than he does touchdowns, <laughs> which is true. He's only got two touchdowns on the whole season, and he's in a Subway commercial, USAA commercial, and I'm sure he's in some other commercial. So, yeah, there we go. But, I mean, hey, man. Who's more wrong, thinking, though? Is Gruden this thing fair? Is it fair or is it not fair? I don't know. Well, who's more wrong? Who's more wrong? Because Gruden, I mean, Gruden threw Griffin wrong? under the bus after the game. What and is more wrong? So. What is more wrong? What, what, who is more wrong in throwing the other under the bus? Griffin for throwing some of his teammates? But who is well, more wrong? What, how, how can you say more wrong? Well, what's what's more not, wrong? What's, what's the, 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 the degree the, of wrong? Yeah, what's the degree of wrong? <laughs> okay, I don't there's, know. There's a degree in murders. There's is manslaughter it, one, two, it, murder degree. I mean, wrong is wrong. There's wrong first, wrong. third degree murder. So there's, there's different levels of murder. There's different levels well, of wrong. We went through this last year with Griffin. Okay, we went through it last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, you know, Santo, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the kid from Miami. Uh, the, the, well, not kid, the old, the old receiver from Miami. Uh, play for the red plays for the Redskins. I'm talking about Moss. Yeah, Santonio Santa Moss. Moss. Yeah. You know, people Santana said Moss. Santana Moss. Santonio's better. Now. Santonio Holmes, I think you're thinking. I, of, he's got yeah. a brother though, right? Moss? Santana Moss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. He a, played running back. What's his I brother? believe. Uh, I don't know. Brent. I don't know why name's Brent. Brent Moss. Yeah, Brent Moss. That's kind of like David Robinson's brother. There was a Brent Chad, Moss that actually Chad played Chad running Robinson. back for the Red, for the uh, Wisconsin but in the nineties. Robert Robert Griffin the third has been through this like ever since he won rookie of the year. Um he he's he's you know he's just he's a guy, I don't know, he's a he's a confident guy obviously. A lot has been given to him 
and I would say deservedly so. I mean, he's a great, you know, he's, he's a great player. But now people are saying, you know, oh, well, um, he was he benefited from Shanahan's system. Um, you know, they they hit his flaws. He's an athlete more so than a quarterback. Um, and this and this is this is something that a lot of quarterbacks are going through. I mean, it looks like Geno Smith is going through this. You know, he got benched. Um, EJ Manuel's going through it. He got benched. Cam Newton's going through it. These are all young quarterbacks. They can't I mean, bench him because the backup sucks worse. <laughs> I mean, but they don't. Yeah, but and then again, they're on bad teams. These guys are on bad teams. Everybody's not going to be a Russell Wilson and be and have a great team around him at least for one year, not this year. Is it weird that you that every quarterback you didn't name is African American except for Russell Wilson? But of course, if you ask uh, Percy Harvin, he's not black enough anyway. So oh, is that what he said? <laughs> Was it pro- so no, guess, Percy didn't say that? So I guess Percy Russell Wilson that, doesn't right? even count in this situation. But you did. You <laughs> Percy did have, didn't say that. Dude. But it did, is it coincidence? You did kind of mention you, every quarterback you mentioned of having the issues and the benching were all African American quarterbacks. I, I don't know. I mean, is it is I don't know. Is is that like a coincidence or is it is it because, you know, they wrote an article about how this was the year well this this time that we're living in is like the year of uh is of an influx of black quarterbacks. There's and, more that's been I mean, Vic is still but Vic has age and injuries to, to deal with, but he's still, you know, out there. I'm trying to think of off the top of my head another African American quarterback that's still out there that I'm was it oh the quarterbacks that, that has not been benched off the top of my head? I'm oh black oh black quarterbacks that, that haven't has been not benched? been had or been having <laughs> they haven't benched yet this well, year or having issues of threatening to be benched. I mean, I.e. Cam Newton. It's a lot of them. It's a lot. I mean, you know, it's Russell a lot Wilson of clearly them. won, but you again, know because yeah. you know you got. I mean, and that's a good question, Trevor. I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> it's a good. I mean, because you know you gotta you gotta look at this right. Miami Ryan Tannehill went through his growing pains. And he's still going through them. Um, Andy Dalton, just up the road in Cincinnati. He's still going through growing pains. Um, and and it's not, you know, he's not he's not a world beater, but he hadn't won a playoff game ever. Oh and five. Yeah. I mean, but he's, you know, nobody's like, I mean, you got you have people that are like, oh, you know, Dalton's, you know, whatever. But you don't have the media frenzy calling, you know, saying Dalton's selfish, Dalton can't learn the system. Um, his coaches, Marvin Lewis, African American coach, he doesn't call him out. He sticks with him. Um, My apologies, know. by the way, because one just I just realized there are two that we did not mention. One apologies to Louisville fans. Teddy Bridgewater has not been benched Bridgewater. in Minnesota, not yet. And uh, no. Colin Kaepernick, who I guess is, he's mixed, Kaepernick. I would assume, and he's but well, dark enough to consider it. Uh, that he, he has was, not been yeah, benched yeah. either. Officially, yeah, I mean, you know, if you go by the the uh, the law of the land, the one drop rule, yeah, he's all black, baby. But I mean, it's you know. I, but is it because I, it might? I don't know. I don't. Can you say solely? Is it solely a race thing with the quarterback? Is it? Is it because? I mean, you know, you got to look at it though, because historically, that position is the guy. And, and right? I don't. And, and the stigma has always been, and I think this is a, an incorrect stigma. But it, the stigma was in the past that a black quarterback wouldn't be smart enough to play yeah. quarterback. I don't think that's the case to me. And with the example of all the guys you just mentioned. A lot of them, I don't, I'm not challenging their intelligence. Maybe one of them's not smarter than the other or not smart enough to play quarterbacks. That's irrelevant of his race. But I think in the example of, of the, the numerous black quarterbacks you mentioned who have been benched because of whether it be results of their play or injury is because I think a lot of them do somewhat t- t- 
have a tendency to lean more on their athleticism than they re- they need to do. In college, it's one thing, but in the pros, you need to be able to pick your poison when you want to be that athlete. Russell Wilson's an example of a guy who's done a very good job of it. Uh, I know he's not black, but he was one that kind of – Steve Young was one who had athleticism, knew when to lean back on it. Warren, Warren Moon wasn't very athletic for a black boy. He's a bad stereotype because he was, he was a mannequin in his pocket. But Randall Cunningham – he, he was a pure pocket pass. He was. Randall Cunningham, when he learned to be – not lean on the athleticism as much and play more – you know, pick your poisons, when to run, i.e. McNabb the same way in Philadelphia. When they did that, they were able to stay healthier and able to be – Develop better as pocket passers. It seems a lot of these quarterbacks, CJ Manuel, Russell uh, uh, Griffin, and uh, well, CJ Manuel's not that much of a runner. He's no, not, he's, he's not. Not, a huge not much of a passer either, which is the problem. Well, but a lot of them seem to someone lean want to lean on that athleticism too much instead of learning to progress the pocket side of the quarterback position. Well, I mean that's what got him there, though. You know, I mean because without the athleticism, say say for instance Vince Young. Um, you know, without without the athleticism, they don't they there. don't they don't win those games. They're, they're, Texas yeah. Texas doesn't beat Texas doesn't beat Matt Leinart. But that's college. Who's not We're talking the about the anymore. NFL. You college but, a different but, animal. I mean, you get graded on that though, Trevor, because if you don't have a good college resume, you don't get in the league. I mean, so you can't you know you can't really is is it a matter? Is it purely a matter of these guys or? I guess too athletic for their own good, or is it a matter of you have to have an offensive coordinator, uh, quarterbacks coach around them, head coach, and uh, uh, adapt assist, adapt your system to fit these quarterbacks, which a lot of people do now. Because I mean, shouldn't the quarterback th- evolve with the game instead of the system having to adapt to them? I mean, that's. I mean, I'm, I, if I'm seven feet tall, okay, being one, seven feet tall would get me in the NBA, Brandon, but it's not going to keep me there. One quarterback, okay. Aaron Rodgers, just say for example, Aaron okay. Rodgers. He sat the bench, what, one or two years? Almost three, actually. Three or four okay. almost, yeah. Okay. A lot of these guys are being thrust into a starting role mm-hmm. like immediately because they're on bad teams. Aaron Rodgers, who everybody says is the greatest quarterback out there, all right? Arguably. He had three years to look, you know, whether you want to say – that uh, Brett Favre taught him anything or not? Yeah, well, <laughs> he at least got to watch. <laughs> he had the luxury. He had the luxury of learning the game and um, not being the guy. And he had a good team around him when he finally got in. It's a big deal too. He of had course. a good team around him, and he's had consistent, you know, consistent offense coordinators. That type of thing. Ben Roethlisberger. Consistent offensive coordinators. He but had he, Bruce Arians yeah, for a long time. He was starting as a rookie, though. He only sat for like four games before he got thrust into the starting job. Well, he had a good, but my point is, he had a good system. Bruce Arians was there for a he had while. Talent around you, of course. Yeah, he had talent around him. One example of an African American quarterback that sat and was successful: Steve McNair. He sat for two years behind Chris Chandler before he got the starting gig. So maybe that's Tennessee. maybe that's the thing. Maybe you got to sit. Maybe you got. Maybe you should sit. But a lot of these teams don't have the luxury no. of sitting, oh, no. especially now when you get mm-hmm. drafted first round number one or whatever. Teddy's in the starting lineup already. Yeah, he was you don't, first you don't have that luxury. You don't have the luxury. And um, but it'll be interesting, and it's funny. It'll be interesting to see how if 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 Manziel's career ever goes because he's not. He's definitely considered an athletic. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll see if he gets on the field. Does it scare you or James Winston next year? We'll see that too. Does it fear you? Does you fear a little bit, especially especially as a black man yourself, that the 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 flameouts of the the names you mentioned, and be it it could be you know more so the reasons are you know an argument nonetheless. Does it make? Does it bother you that hopefully 
or not hopefully, that it puts the NFL stereotype of the black man can't play quarterback back onto the <laughs> front page because of the flameouts that you're seeing, even though it shouldn't matter and probably has no the race, their race is irrelevant in this situation. It's more. Now, race is always relevant. Man. Well, it's always relevant. But to me, it's not. It's well, no, yeah, they're being they're, colorblind. They're not evolving as a quarterback, as a, <laughs> as a pocket passer, opposed to being athletic or they're being forced into the situation regardless. Does it, does it scare you maybe that that could come back? To the forefront that we went through, where you had to fight so hard to be a black quarterback, that because of the the numerous flameouts that we're naming in the last two years, what scares me more is nah, that doesn't scare me, doesn't bother you. What? No, I mean because you don't plan on playing quarterback yourself anyway. Well, I mean, you've, I mean, you know that that that, that pinnacle's already been reached. I mean, we could we, you already dominate the other ten positions. You don't Doug care. Way, Doug Williams, um, Marlon Briscoe. Warren Moon, Shaq yeah. Harris, those guys, you know, those guys have already two sh- people you know, know of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but those guys have already done, you know, done their thing, man. Run it like Randall, Randall Cunningham, Cunningham yeah. Michael Vick. Those yeah. guys have already done their thing. I mean, you know, whether you want to, whether you like their style of play or not, they they were effective. And Randall Cunningham, he's he's a prime example. Randall Cunningham did it both. He could do it to you both ways. He could run, and he proved in Minnesota he could he could do his thing. He was Dante forced because Culpepper of injuries. For a second. Yeah, yeah, Culpepper, I forgot, is a good you example, know, yeah. Um, you know, for whatever reason, he's out of the league. But, I mean. Injuries. Yeah. And, 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 but, you know, yeah, so that's, I don't even think that's the thing. But I think that, I, I do think that there's something to be said because you got you got these old school um, coordinators, head coaches, football guys who who are you know who are uh, uh, averse to change. You know they 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 found a system that they want to run. What is it? They don't spread whatever it is. Whatever they run, read option, read option. You know, and um, they 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 uh they might not want to adapt their system the slightest bit for. An ath- a more athletic quarter or a different type of quarterback. Well, they don't want to lose right away because you'll get fired after one season. Well, yeah, the guy. I mean, it's case in point, the guy in Buffalo, whoever who's the head coach in Buffalo, Doug Marone. He, he wants to keep his job, and he and he benched DJ Manuel. And see that. I mean, what that does to a player's confidence is crazy. Because, and that's another thing. It's all this money that you're looking at, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Hey, man, my I want to keep my job." And you'll end up, and eventually, we've seen time and oh, time again, you lose your job anyway. You're not going to keep your job with uh, what's the guy? Who's the quarterback over? There? Well, uh, Kyle Orton's currently. You're not going. You're not going to keep your job. With Kyle Orton probably Orton. should have been starting right away, and E.G. Manuel should have been doing what Steve McNair did and sat and watched him play for a year or two anyway. Because they don't have the, also the cast around them. Then there's the they don't guy, have a cast. There's the guys that sent that set black quarterbacks back two decades in the Dallas, like Quincy Carter. Set him back. <laughs> Set him back two decades. I mean, he's, he's, a, I mean, he's a bad quarterback. <laughs> no, he was Jerry Jones he's wanting another Michael Vick. So he's, he's like, hey, he's black and he plays quarterback. Let's draft him and make him Michael Vick. He, did, I he mean, was he horrible. Did, he, he was bad and he is a bad team. And you know, I actually I mean, enjoyed those years of Dallas. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you would. Those are my favorite I'm years sure of Dallas. Would. You know, uh, I mean, was was a kid a Kelly Smith? <laughs> oh yeah, there's another yeah, example you know? of a bad one. Yeah, I mean, but you got a boy. I mean, you know, you got a bunch. Ryan Leaf. He wasn't even athletic, so he didn't even fall into yeah. the stereotype. He was yeah. just bad. At Joey Harris. Yeah, Oregon quarterbacks don't do well. <laughs> well Joey, Joey Harris. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he's five foot two. But I mean, yeah, it's a good. You know, it's a good issue. Good question. Um, well, it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. All I know is UK is going forty five and zero. 
Oh, Lord. What's your picks tonight? Duke, uh, real quick, Duke, Michigan State, who you got? It doesn't matter. You don't care? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Michigan, I'll ask you Kansas, Kentucky, and I'll do it. It doesn't matter. I feel like I'm wasting my time asking this question. It doesn't matter. Because, like, either way, because you know if they lose, Kyle's going to say, look, you you guys, calm down. My friend called me up, uh, uh, texted me the other day, was like, hey, man, you're losing at halftime. UK's losing at halftime. I'm like, yeah. I was like, okay. And okay. it ended up winning by what, 17, 19 points? Yeah. I mean, look, man, you're not, that's the only, that's the thing. Look, Kansas and Buffalo are two different, that's yeah. the horse of a different color. Yeah, you got to come out, you got to come out balling. But, you know, Cal's putting his platoon system in and we'll see how it works. And, you know, I haven't seen Kansas play. Who does Kansas have? I have no idea. Uh, you have some issues at the point guard with, uh, I'm trying to blank on his name now, but you have obviously Perry Ellis coming back. You have Wayne Selden coming back, Jr. You have uh, the Cliff Alexander, the big man, the freshman big man in there as well. Yeah. They need, they have some wing issues. They have some point guard issues, but they've had point guard issues for about a decade, it seems like, with the exception of the one game Mario Chambers stepped up against Memphis and John Calperi. So that's been their problem for a while. They it's say Arizona. Matchup. They say Arizona is the team. Is the team to uh, uh, Arizona's team. got a, a lot of people team with a very good coach. I really like Sean Miller. I've been on the Sean Miller bandwagon for for a few years now, and I'm I'm sticking with it. People picking on, uh, you know, he's picking. from that Thad Mata coaching tree. Who I'm a big Thad Mata fan up at Ohio State. I really I've always been a big uh, supporter of him and the, the production he's had. Uh, so up there. you know, I mean, it'll be I think it'll be a great it'll be a great college college basketball season. Um, you know, final four. Give it to me right now, Brandon. Arizona. UK. You can go chalk here on this one. Um, Rock chalk, I mean. <laughs> no. uh, I, I think it'll be like, yeah, Arizona, UK. Yeah. Let's put uh, let's put Louisville in there. Man. That's what I did for bleeps and yeah, giggles. Yeah, let's, let's put Louisville in there. <laughs> and um, who else? who's the third? I don't know. Who's the fourth? I I, when I did mine, Duke? I, I, I said those three, and I said my third's a mystery Cinderella. That seems to be yeah. the who, and, and I don't want to know who it is yet. Could be Gonzaga, who has one of their best teams with Mark Few in years there. Hey, but, speaking uh, of Gonzaga. Good guard play, good front court play. They, they, Gonzaga will be a tough team this year. Wichita State looked really good blowing out Memphis today. Did you see uh, – Did have you seen uh, Kyle Wilcher? Uh, yeah, I've seen Kyle Wilcher. Like lately? Oh, <laughs> I mean, like recently? Not. Uh, I mean, I didn't have not watched them play this season. No, yeah. I know he's looked good so far. He's well. He's like he's he's like switched all over the. Uh, he switched over to a West Coast guy now. Long hair, bandana, all that. Either stuff. the going deep guys just came in, or a homeless dude walked in. I don't know which one. <laughs> it is. Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> Guy looks like Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places before he put on the Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went dark. Yeah, man. This, he's the richest man in old Louisville, man. Chad Graham. He's he is the richest man in old Louisville. Going right. deep, guys, man. We got to get out of here, man. We take is it break time. No, it's yeah. break time. Let's get him. Let's do it, man. Hey, man. Thanks for listening. Five to seven this week. Uh, when we're on next Monday, I don't know what time. Uh, Duke is gonna give us time. Just, and just we'll put just on fourteen fifty all day and listen and keep listening all day. We got a song called that's Adrian Peterson's name. All day, <laughs> all day, not get yeah. paid. Let's get the Mary Jane girls all night long or something like that. You get that? But I guess we're going out to Prince live. Why you want to treat me so bad? Look, man. Shout out to everybody. Go UK forty five and zero. Until next week, it's out of bounds.